Hey there, this is Lucy. And I'm Sam. And we're so fucking sorry. And today we're talking about travel and shit. Uh, what's up, Sam? It's the holidays. How are you? An occasional- oh, I'm good, thank you. It's the holidays, <laughs> and every once in a while, y'all don't end up going home. Well, I'm I'm not going home, you're going home. Um, I'm going home. Well, I'm going on a little trippy trip, and I thought we would talk about it. Tell me, where are you going? I'm going down to Honduras. There's a little island called uh, Roatan. Ooh. And my my friend's family is doing a little thing, and they were like, you want to come? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. I've never been there before. I've never gone down south. <laughs> That's exciting. How warm is it there? I checked the temperature yesterday because I was like, oh, I've been like packing really like summery clothes. It could be cold because you know it's December. I don't know how things yeah. work at the equator. Um, it's 25 degrees last night. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna Dang. melt. Like it was thunderstorm weather and it was like 25 degrees. And I was like, I'm not gonna survive. From, uh, <laughs> yeah. For context. I'm sure you know we come from big cold, uh, but anything that's like above 20 degrees Celsius, uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm big dead. I'm big melt. Can't do anything. Your boyfriend's gonna have a sand puddle. Yeah. And I'm checking uh, 25 Celsius to Fahrenheit, so that's 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, For all our weirdo Americans out there. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I'm- don't call them weird. They need to be- <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Stop using Fahrenheit, you freaks! For all of our Americans with, uh, what is it called? Units? For trouble using proper units. There we go. Um, our beloved Americans. But yeah, like- we, we love you. I'm sure for most people that would be like, trip down south, that's probably pretty cold, but for me, like, I'm gonna need to be careful of shade. I need to buy sunscreen before yeah. I go. That's on my list tomorrow. God damn it. Very smart. When do you leave? I leave uh, this week, but I've been doing some uh, preparing. So I, I just got my pa passport. Uh, I'm not too excited to yes. travel in COVID, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, me neither. And we're taking the precautions to be safe. Um, yes. But I went to a swimsuit store today for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. I bought a swim dress and I bought yeah. a cover-up. How much do you think that costed me? What store did you go to? Uh, it's I think it's called like Swimwear Hut or something, but it's like a, a swim lingerie duo, and I'm like, that makes sense. See, I I don't know why I even bothered asking because I've never been. So how <laughs> would I be able to gauge their prices? Um, I'm gonna say you spent $95. Oh, I spent $95 on the cover-up. Oh, um, shit! <laughs> I usually don't- like, this is the first purchase of actual clothes I've made, uh, probably in three or four years. Like, yeah. I buy all of my clothes from the thrift store. So let me tell you, when I was looking at these price tags, I was like, ooh. Shook. Um, but the cover-up is actually something I can use- outside of just like pool stuff like it's a it's gorgeous uh, i literally wouldn't have bought a cover-up except for i like fell in love it's a floor yeah. length lace like black lace with like long Ooh. sleeves and i'm like that is so my vibe i could wear that like over my regular clothes or like over my dresses i'm really Hell excited about yeah. that 
that's yeah because like here's the thing you know it's a purchase that you need like you need a swimsuit yeah. right so it's something you can like justify spending money on you know and i know i wear cover-ups like yeah i don't go swimming very often so i wasn't looking to splurge on like a really expensive swimsuit but I was like, oh, I can wear this for multiple uses and I know I'll wear it because I really liked it and it fits me quite nicely. So I was like, whatever. Um, and then I, yeah. I did need a swimsuit because the one I have currently, like, doesn't fit. <laughs> and I'm not about yeah. to show up um, in a, like, bikini that doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, big, um, uh, big mood. I spent, like, 130 on the swim dress. Um, okay. Which is, like, not bad, but just a little bit more than you'd want it to be. Yeah. And I'm like... I, mm. I feel like men's swimsuits are, like, 20 bucks. I just wish... And then women's swimsuits are, like, fuck you money. I just I'm wish Googling women's swimsuits were, like, built for women. I don't understand... Right? Okay. It's, it's a lot different shopping for, like, bikinis and stuff versus shopping for, like, a swim dress. So a swim dress is just, yeah. like, a one piece with a little skirt. Uh, it looks more like a dress than a, a, a swimsuit just because I think it's cute. But these swim dress... I tried on, like, six of these dresses. I could say maybe three of them were flattering and then the other ones were just, like, super frumpy and I felt like a, a kid. You know, like, how kids have, I like, agree. weird... Um, weird swimsuits that aren't swimsuits, but like actual clothes. I was yeah. like, I don't feel pretty or anything in this, and I'm like, why is this being for sale? I could and understand like, that it might fit some body shapes better, but I was like, the sewing is bad. There's no shape to it. It's just like, ugh, yeah. weird. You want a swimsuit that that makes you feel your best, because obviously it's like. Uh, kind of like a vulnerable thing, like oh, yeah. swimsuits, because they've been like I don't know media, right? Um, so having something that makes you feel good and that you're comfortable in is incredibly important. And like so many swimsuits are just not that. <laughs> well, my th my biggest issue with swimsuits is the like bottoms cut. So like I like one pieces, but yeah. I stopped buying one pieces because. The, the cutout, the leg cutout for your hips, it goes, like, up to your, like, belly button. And it, it yeah. creates that, like, really tight V. And I'm like, that's so uncomfortable. I don't want to be walking mm -hmm. around with that. Uh, for the longest time, I used to wear board shorts over my one pieces. And then I found out that swim dresses existed. And I was like, oh, hey, yeah. that's kind of cute. Uh, but so, I don't uh, like sorry. regular swimsuits. And then, like, bikinis, the tums showing. I mean, yeah, it, it's not too Not bad really. but i do feel self-conscious while wearing them yeah and like when you're at the beach you want to have fun yeah you don't want to be like oh no i don't want to be worried if my uh um, my confidence yeah i don't want to be worried what, what, what do they call that when they tie at the back of your neck but i don't want to be worried that that's gonna undo Halters. yeah i don't yeah. i don't want my halter to undo i just want to build my sand castle leave me alone <laughs> yes literally so i was wrong about the price of men's swimsuit bottoms some can be like 20 bucks there's one for like 25 but then you also have like a lululemon 78 dollar uh swim trunks mm. so the price it she varies well i'm sure you could buy a 20 dollar bikini but like how good is a 20 dollar bikini really 
that's true. Even though there's like zero material there, what's going on? <laughs> what's yeah, seriously. <laughs> I tried on okay. I tried on a couple swim dresses, but and I, I told the the ladies I was like, this is a family trip, so I'm looking for something a little bit more conservative. Um, yeah. And they gave me this really gorgeous swim dress. So you know those V lines that like dip to like just above your belly button, the ones yeah. that have like the really open like chest. I never yeah. thought I could wear one of those because I was like, I don't have enough boobs to like fill out the cleavage. But holy shit, it looks so good. Um, if they didn't cost like a hundred dollars a piece, I probably would have picked yeah. it up just for like another time. Um, but it's a family trip, so I ain't out here trying to <laughs> have like mundo cleavage. Yeah, yeah, not happening. But I was like pleasantly surprised, and the skirt was really cute, but I didn't pick it up. Yeah, that's fair. But that's, yeah, I desperately do need a new bathing suit, but, like, I don't know when the hell I'll be swimming next, so yeah. I haven't bothered. My biggest problem with swimsuits <clears throat> is that there's, like, no practical pool. Like, when I say pool, I mean, like, doing laps. If you're yeah. doing laps, you're probably wearing a Speedo swimsuit, which is fair, yeah. but I don't like the way they make speedo swimsuits mm. just because sometimes the cuts are a little too revealing um yeah. or they're like way too tight and it just shows everything and i don't like that um like is it appropriate to wear a bikini to like a, a sports pool i'm like that's i don't think so but then people do it and i don't know what the rules are <laughs> Well, I don't think there are any rules, and I don't think it's a matter of, like, inappropriateness to wear it to a sports pool, but I would 100% be afraid of my titty popping out. <laughs> yeah. Trying to do laps? Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. These, uh, it would not work. I kept just... in mind that I'm not going to be out here doing laps in the hotel <laughs> pool. I'll just kind of- You're out there training for the <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> I do like doing laps, so I, I might end up doing some- but this is more of a, like, sit at the edge and sip a drink type thing, as opposed Ooh. to uh, <laughs> swimming for your goddamn life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, not a word of a lie, when I was a child, I was 100% convinced there were sharks in every oh, no. pool. <laughs> and so anytime I was in the water, I was 100% frightened. But we we've already established that little Lucy was a big coward. I'm still a coward, but maybe like a small coward, you know? I feel like everyone had the pre- I, maybe, I, I speak for everyone, but I have no idea if this is true. <laughs> but um, the assumption that the pool filter would suck you in if you got too close. Like in yeah. the deep end? Yeah. So we would always like dare each other like, oh, I dare you go touch the, the, the filter. And then they'd go down and like swim right fast back up because they were scared that it would suck them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other things we do? I know we used to, like, throw pucks, like, weights or oh, other toys yes. into the deep end and then go retrieve them. Dive for them? Yeah. That was the best. Honestly, that had me feeling like a mermaid. I was, was super... <laughs> I was super buoyant as a child. Like, I had a really buoyant? hard time. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just because I was doing it wrong. Like, maybe I didn't, like, let out all the breath in my lungs, but... Yeah. Uh, I could never sink. I had to, like, actively swim down to go down. I could never just... You know when you, like, kind of slip yeah. through the water? I couldn't That's do that. That's so interesting. But now I can't float. 
the density in my legs is quite uh, high, so I find when I'm trying to float, uh, the, the upper part of my body is okay, but like my legs just and then face you're like, down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a family issue though. I'm not the only one that has that. That's because y'all got hollow legs. No, we've got dense ass fucking legs. They're heavy as fuck. <laughs> if they were hollow, great. I'd be a great boat. <laughs> a great boat. Yeah, that reminds me. You know, uh, yeah, you saw The Incredibles, right? Remind me. The Incredibles. You've seen it, right? What, what's The Incredibles? Just remind I... me. <laughs> Sam! It's a Disney thing, right? Or is that a Pixar thing? Oh, God. You know, you know, it's a family of superheroes and the mom is thick as fuck. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um. She turns into a boat. Oh, does in she? In that movie. Yeah, because she's stretchy, right? So she stretches herself into a boat. <laughs> Somebody had it on a party and I watched half of it. And I think it was probably one one of the sequels too. I mm. <laughs> I don't watch no. movies. <laughs> Speaking of movies, what are you planning on doing on the airplane? Sleeping. Um, Sleeping. My flight is at six a.m. and I think yeah, there's how a long is it? Time difference. It's like okay. I have two flights. I have one to Toronto, which is two hours, and then the one down south is like five, maybe. So it's not too bad. It's like seven hours yeah. of flight. I could sleep. You could sleep the entire time. I'm planning on reading. I'm also, oh, we didn't even mention, I'm flying home tomorrow. Haven't packed yet. (laughs) Uh, Mom, if you're listening, you didn't hear that. Well, you'll be home, like, for two weeks. But she doesn't expect anything different. Yeah. She won't hear this until two weeks later, and then at that point, it's not going to matter. I'm bringing a book. Uh, I'm bringing My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix because I haven't gotten a chance to finish it yet. Mm. So I'm planning on reading that because I want to conserve the battery on my phone because I am frightened to death of my phone dying and then me not being able to show them my COVID pass. Don't you have, like, a charger? I do, yeah, but uh, it's a direct flight. Yeah, so just, like, make sure your phone is charged before you go in and if if it's not charged, go find an outlet quickly. I, I understand the worry. Like, it, it <laughs> is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, I'm worried about security. So their family has Nexus passes, which means they get through everything really quickly. So, oh, well, cool. granted, uh, they're going to meet us in Toronto, but I'm going to be big stuck, <clears throat> stuck in line alone. And the yeah. last time I went through security, it was no bueno. That sucks. It is what it is. Y'all, okay, airport stuff. Mm. My luggage, my bright blue and orange luggage, very unique. We bought it because it's kind of obnoxious. Gets lost maybe two out of three times. How? I don't know. It's so bright. I don't know if it's because, like, uh, of the hometown, like, you know, you have, like, if yeah. found, return to, and then, like, the hometown is, like, in the middle of nowhere, so people are like, what? Where's this going? <laughs> what? Uh, but I've had it lost on the way to Calgary. I've had it lost on the way back home twice. Mm-hmm. I've had it lost coming to the um, airport, the international airport here, and then I think I've had it lost one other time when I was younger, but, like, this was all- I don't travel a lot. This was all within, like, the past three times traveling. 
And I'm like, dude, it's blue and orange. How could you lose this? I have a picture on my phone. And I'm like, look for this. I think it might be cursed. It, I think it have might be. Have you tried decursing it? I don't. How would you decurse a luggage? Uh, do you know any witches? Uh, I don't, but I can do chemistry. You could find one. I could find one. And you maybe find, they would lose my luggage. Dad. Yeah. Craigslist dad, looking for a witch to decurse luggage. Wizards are also okay. Only serious applications. <laughs> serious applicants only? Yeah, serious applicants only. Yeah, I also, I hate traveling. Same. I love going on trips. I love exploring new places. Not for too long, though, because I get tired. But um, I hate traveling. The act of getting to the place I'm going to, horrible. It's very anxiety-inducing, because a lot of things yeah. can go wrong, and then you'll have, like, if you miss a flight or whatever, you're paying for that flight. Like, that shit sucks, and now you're stuck somewhere, uh, and you have to figure that out, and that's oof. Big oof. I, uh, and my family can attest to this, I have the worst, uh, uh, like, airline luck ever. Like, I'm cursed to fly with. <laughs> um... My flights are always canceled or delayed. Uh, it's a nightmare. A total nightmare. I, I actually have a, a pretty funny... <laughs> it's funny now, <laughs> like in retrospect, but at the time, not very funny. Let me let me lay it all out on the table Please do. Picture this. 21-year-old Lucy. Undiagnosed generalized anxiety disorder, and therefore also unmedicated <laughs> just finished very stressful exams flying home for christmas there's a storm in montreal oh no they cancel the flight i go up to the little desk i'm a mess i am barely holding it together uh and the lady's like mm, we don't have any hotel vouchers for you and uh we're not going to tell you what to do figure it out all I knew is I had to get my luggage. So I'm standing by the desk off to the side, breaking down, <laughs> having a panic attack when an old woman approaches me and she's like, sweetie, are you okay? Like, are you on the flight to our hometown that was canceled? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, she's like, oh, that's okay. You come with us. My husband's got anxiety too. So I understand. <laughs> so she brings me to her husband and because they're like an elderly couple, like I have so adopted old. a child. <laughs> they no, literally, I stayed in the hotel with them oh my God. that night. They adopted me. They took me out to breakfast the next morning and made sure I got on my flight okay. And the only reason, if this was anywhere else in the world, I would not have fucking stayed with yeah. strangers overnight. But they were an elderly couple from a teeny tiny hometown. And I was like, at my wit's end, <laughs> you know, like I would not have survived on my own. It's crazy. So I was Ooh. blessed by being adopted <laughs> by these old people. <laughs> it's crazy how many travelers from back home you meet and how easy yeah. it is to s seek each other out. So when we go home uh, in the Montreal airport, there's a like connected 
it, there's the main airport and there's a connected area. And that connected area is where our flights used to happen. So, like, everyone in that area would be going on the same flight. You knew it. Um, and you could, like, be like, oh, hey, Jim Bob from down the street. Sup, my dude? How was your trip? Or, like, what are you doing? Um, but it's, yeah, the hospitality you get is kind of crazy. There was one trip I had, I hadn't realized I was visiting Le Soup and my brother um, in second year during one of my reading breaks. And I didn't realize I had booked the downtown Toronto airport instead of Lake Pearson. Mm-hmm. And that one is, it, it's literally downtown on the water. There's an airport and it's very small and it's very bougie. I am walking from my hotel to my flight in my morning with La Soup, and I get a, a message on my phone, your flight's been canceled. My flight oh, is in no. like two hours. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? So I get there and I have to talk to the front desk and they're like, oh yeah, something's wrong with the plane. Like we're not, we're not doing the flight, but because you're like getting ready, we'll try to get you on the next flight out of there. And I was like, okay. So like they processed me and whatever, and they just had me sit in like a designated area in the um, gated area. I don't know what they call it. I guess the gates, whatever. They just had me sit and wait. And then like two hours later, they were like, "Oh, we have a flight. We have a seat available for you for this flight." Like, come on, it's about to leave. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, but I can't. I can only imagine like if that didn't happen, how long would I have been just sitting there and waiting? Yeah. And, like, I had no person to contact. I guess I could have went and found, like, a help desk or something. But they, they were just like, yeah, we'll be back when we have a flight. And I was like, uh. It's like, okay, I guess. I was like, can I go to the bathroom? Or should I, like, do? can <laughs> I move? Here. Yeah. Be visible at all times. It was an experience. Yeah. I Just speaking about um, seeing people from home whenever we travel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is no joke. We were in the Swiss Alps, okay? <laughs> we were in the Swiss Alps, about as far away from home as you can possibly get. And my friend meets her cousin, <laughs> who she hasn't seen in seven years, on top of the Swiss fucking Alps. You can't <laughs> make that shit up. People from home love not being there (laughs) people from our hometown love not being in our hometown yeah well that's where you get they make a lot of money and there's literally nowhere to go so people go on trips a lot yeah like she hadn't seen this person in seven years and then bumped into them on the swiss alps it was like oh hey (laughs) how's it going uh what are you doing here (laughs) because i guess like uh like she just doesn't talk to like her outside family a lot Mm -hmm. you know I mean, you get a lot of stories about that, at least in our area, because it's very predictable when people go on trips. Uh, yeah, met my get, neighbor like... in Florida one time. <laughs> I was like, hey, didn't know you were going to Disney. Yeah, uh, okay. didn't know you were going to Disney either. I have a question for you. Yeah. I've never been to an amusement park or Disneyland. Mm-hmm. What's the appeal to those preface, I get motion sick very easily? Okay, for you there is no appeal. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm like I could go for the food. Sick. If I went for the food, I would be absolutely broke. I'm better off going somewhere else. Yeah. Well, places like Disney, they do have like sort of 
different experiences that aren't roller coasters, but I think you still might get motion sick on them. I get motion sick in boats the worst. I get motion sick as a passenger in a car and in airplanes. So, like, on fast roller coaster, I probably wouldn't feel so hot. Yeah, no. I And see, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie sometimes. <laughs> which is weird because, again, established coward. But I guess I'm a masochist because it's enjoyable. So <laughs> I, like, uh, I like roller coasters. They're mm, zoom. <laughs> I think adrenaline junkies just want that, like... A chemical rush like it, it feels good it, it's exciting and makes you feel alive so maybe every once in a while you need to remind yourself that you're alive yeah my grandma and i jumped out of a plane when i was 16 i think that was one of the like strangest <laughs> things i've ever heard one because i hadn't met your grandmother before then by the way yeah. she's a awesome crazy lady she's one uh, hell of a lady yeah i i could see where your, your mom gets it um and to like how old was she then? She was, like, above 70, right? She had to have been. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm jumping out of a plane. I'm like, yo. She's afraid of heights. Is she? Yeah. Damn, but it was on her impressive. bucket list. She threw up for an hour afterwards. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, as if it turns out, because I, I went skydiving, and I, like, what do you wear to skydiving? I don't know. It's, like, 25 <laughs> degrees out. I'm wearing shorts. Turns out clouds are wet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clouds uh, are big and, wet. And then the, you get cold mm. when you're wet. So it was cold in the sky. Who knew? <laughs> also, I wonder how much of a difference the atmospheric pressure would have on the temperature. There's less particles up there, you know. I did not know. I guess it really depends on how far you go up. I know closer to the Earth is big warm. And then mm-hmm. in up in the sky is big cold. Big cold. Yep. Should have brought a sweater. Ooh, I should have brought a sweater. I think I was wearing my Doctor Who shirt. I have such a hard time years. dressing for climate, especially ones that's not our own. I don't yeah. check the weather when I uh, wake up in the morning. I just go outside for two minutes. Or, like, I'll, usually I let the dog out, and when I open the door, I decide what to wear. Um, When I'm going to, like, uh, we went to, like, a European trip, and we went to Italy, and it was very rainy. I had no concept, and I just, like, had our, like, semi-winter clothes, so I brought a whole bunch of, like, sweaters, but I was super warm, and they got soaked through, (laughs) so, like, it was the worst thing to wear. Yep. I had a raincoat, but it wasn't very good at, like, maybe half an hour, and it'd be be soaked through. It was very rainy in Italy. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, because, like... I basically only brought shorts in the ship because oh, I no. don't handle heat. Oh, yeah. It was uh, also hot. <laughs> it was stupid hot. What the fuck, Italy? Anyways, um, I'm pretty sure it was like 32 degrees in Rome. It was, we yeah, Rome. it was hot but wet, so somehow cold, but still hot. Yeah, and I remember when we were in uh, Pisa, it poured. And of course because uh, we went to the leaning tower thereof uh everything around there is fucking marble so the ground you're walking on is Slippery. marble and guessed what like the rain so even i had i think i had a um a an umbrella of some sort but that didn't fucking help because the rain would reflect 
off of the marble back up onto me that because it was raining hard mm -hmm. and so i was soaked and it was so slippery never try to climb marble stairs <laughs> when it's wet especially uh, i ended up having to buy a sweater that was too small from a vendor he's like I only have this size and it's like an outrageous price. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, don't care. I'm freezing my tits off. Here's your money. Did you go? <laughs> I just sort of like shoved my head through the head hole because I was literally freezing my tits off. You got big swindled in Pisa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that where you bought the baseball cap? No. Oh, no. That was in Pompeii. Oh, other place. Big, got big, it. Big, big swindled. <laughs> big swindled i paid way too much for a ball cap because i didn't know how to say no the other Again, oh undiagnosed anxiety is a real son of a bitch the other thing with the marble stairs and stuff is that they're worn down so it's not like these are flat stairs it's like yeah. this this one has a whole ass pool in the middle of it and then this one is like super rickety so you're gonna slide off it as soon as you put your foot on it like that was yep. basically mountain climbing yeah, yeah, basically. Oh my god. Let's talk about the Italy trip. So we both went on the same school trip. Uh, I was in, what, 10th grade? You were in 12th grade? Yeah. A lot happened. Usually on these school trips, the, the worst thing you get is like a couple kids try to get some alcohol because the legal drinking age is different there than it is in, in Canada and they get mm -hmm. in trouble, right? This trip had so many things go wrong and it was literally yep. out of the control of the um chaperones like there was a stomach bug or something that uh. hit one of the kids and he was like big sick for like the first half of it and yep. i i guess they didn't control it well enough because that thing spread through the bus like the plague the kid felt like great the on the second week but by the time the second week hit everyone else was sick I caught it uh, on the flight home. Yeah. Just in time to fly home. I spent that entire flight going to the bathroom to throw up. <laughs> like, and I was stuck in the middle seat oh. between two people who did not speak English. The oh, no. soup got it so on the way back home, too. I got it uh maybe like a couple days before we were going back home so like when we went to capri i think mm -hmm. i've told this story before on the podcast maybe not um but when we went to capri i was big sick like that's when it hit me so everyone was like going up on the uh mountains to see the uh whole island and walking around and i really wanted to see capri because it's really pretty uh yeah. but i spent the whole time in a restaurant uh near the boat because one i had to take a boat to get there fuck me Ooh. and then i was sick <laughs> Uh, I, had, I spent the whole time in a restaurant with a chaperone drinking fan like a $5 Fanta and sitting next to one of their heaters because I couldn't stop shivering. And they were super yeah. nice to me, but like, oh man. <laughs> that sucks. And you know what? That boat is so, it, it is like notoriously rocky <sighs> that they yeah. have like uh, medical staff stand by on the shore to like administer gravel the people who need it i don't know if i've t i'm gonna keep retelling stories welcome to episode 20 whatever the fuck you now know every <laughs> every one of my stories and you're gonna hear them again and again um i was i was big sick i think this was like in one of the last hotels we were in and i was rooming with like three other girls 
and I was rooming with the soup and the soup comes over and wakes me up from a nap and like really gently and super sweet she's like mm-hmm. you want to get a shower before you go to bed like you should probably get a shower just to feel better yeah <laughs> legit I turned to her I am asleep I didn't remember doing this and this is was, was before I swore I turned mm-hmm. to her and I go fuck off and then I roll back <laughs> over <laughs> She she tells me about this the next day. She was like, "Hey, you were really feeling out of it last night. Like, what was wrong?" And she 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 was surprised, but she wasn't like offended or anything. She was just yeah. like, "Oh, oh, okay." And I was like, "I am so sorry. I did not mean it. I don't remember doing that." Like, it takes a lot to phase soup. So yeah, but like at you that were probably good. That would have been at the point where like she probably has never heard me swear before. <laughs> And the, it's very so uncharacteristic funny. for me to say that at that point. And now I'm just like, fuck you, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. yeah, I, this is also, I also started uh, first swearing on a trip. It was a trip to Toronto to see One Direction. Oh my God. <laughs> in grade eight. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I'm a free woman. I'm so cool. I'm in Toronto without my parents. I can do whatever I want, like buy a chocolate bar to eat with breakfast and say fuck. <laughs> it wasn't it didn't you only have like one parent with you and there was like six girls or something? I don't remember. It was my best friend's mom. She took six uh like tween girls. I don't know. How fucking old are you in grade eight? Maybe yeah, like, yeah you're you're young enough to not know anything important you're and right. also kind of vulnerable. How old are you in grade eight, Canada? Anyway, one wo- woman rearing six girls at a concert. Like, yep. What? But she's like, you know her. She's like militant. Okay, one toe out of line, and it was over for you. Yeah, so I was we kind of scared of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you guys weren't bad kids. Like, the worst. No. You literally outlined the worst thing you did was say fuck and buy a chocolate bar like you're fine (laughs) yeah it was pretty good um tell me about some good travel experiences you've had because i feel like this entire time we've been talking about the nightmares that can be travel it's easier to remember the bad stuff that's the stuff that sticks with you so true most of my good memories is just food like holy shit i travel for food Mm. which is okay uh, Zach's family is like, oh, we're preparing snacks in our bags so that we can save some money and like eat like between meals and stuff. And I was oh, like, no. fuck that. I'm gonna, if I'm hungry, I'm gonna go find some good ass eats. Like, Delicious. I'm not bringing fucking Frito Lay's chips plain with me on. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, food, I think, is my main driver. I've had a couple really good experiences, like, oh, in Vienna, mm-hmm. uh, which is, like, a little island, and it has, like, a, a whole bunch of shops and whatever. This was our first real, like, separate from the group. You have this much time. As long as you stay within this square, you're free to go. So it was our, my first yeah. taste of freedom that was with a group that I liked. Uh, we went to this little shop in the middle of nowhere. It was a, a some sort of like script shop they had a whole bunch of uh different notebooks like leather bound notebooks and um like fountain pens they had a whole bunch of wax seals and all that it was a very aesthetic shop 
Um, and the little old lady that was running it was super sweet. And she was, Canadian! Oh, wow! Like, <laughs> super sweet. And we spent maybe two hours just in there and went back, like, two times. Just because we would tell someone about the shop and they'd be like, oh, I want a wax seal or whatever. And we spent yeah. so much money. <laughs> I think Soup still has her uh, wax seal that she bought there. Yeah, I bought one with my first initial, which happens to be the same first initial as my dad. So I kind of gave it to him as a present. Um, mm-hmm. But it was super nice. And we spent, like like I said, I, I spent the least amount of money because I only bought a seal. But I would say collectively between maybe five of us, each of us spent like $100 minimum. It was a good day for that old lady. Oh, yeah. She was loving the kids from Canada. People love Canadian travelers. Mm-hmm. I... Uh... When we went to Germany, the first little town we stopped in, I hate that I can't remember the name of that town because first of all, I was super depressed. And then that trip to Germany was like soul healing. And that was the first town we went to. Mm. And like legit, it was like a weight lifted off of me. It was a beautiful town, like the, it, like the cobbled streets and the birds were singing. And it was like, the spring air was fresh and everybody was so kind. I wish I could remember the name of that town, but there was no snow. <laughs> there was no snow. <laughs> uh, some of our group went to a little shop and this shop owner gave them so much free shit because <laughs> they were Canadian. They got like, uh, like free totes and mugs, I think. I was wow. like, damn, let me know where that shop is. And there was another experience where um, I was in England and I was in, I think I was in the Wiccan Fen, I think. Let me Google that before I run my mouth. Uh, a quick note yeah. on um, things like that. If you go somewhere that has any sort of history with Canada, they remember. Like Amsterdam, we went to Amsterdam yeah. and they did something with the war with Amsterdam, like liberated them or something. They remember. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah. So we were in the Wiccan Fen. So a Fen is like, uh, it's it's um, kind of like a bog, but with grass. If that, it, it's a natural place. Mm-hmm. So we were there and we were, we climbed up into one of the bird uh, observation points. They call them hides um, because you hide from the birds. They <laughs> see you and run away. Uh, and we climbed up there and there was this British couple uh, and they were like looking kind of displeased and they were like oh are you Americans and we're like oh no we're Canadian actually and their entire attitude changed (laughs) (laughs) they were suddenly super nice to us but they were just originally put off because they thought we were American I actually I was in Amsterdam for a big, like, 100-year anniversary of, like, a world war, um, like, liberation or something, whatever. It was a battle. Um, and they did a uh, a walking parade. And they were like, hey, you're Canadians. Partake. <laughs> so I was in a parade um, in Amsterdam. Or I think it actually was northern France. Sorry. Um, That's so cool. And I had brought Canadian pins because my mom had a whole bunch of pins left over and she was like, oh, yeah. give these out to anyone you meet. So I was handing out like these little Canadian flags to people, adults and children alike, and their faces would absolutely glow up. Uh... 
I'm curious to wonder how many people have these as keepsakes of like this Cana like random Canadian girl gave me a, a pin uh, and have it pinned somewhere or something. They're like cheap that's ass so Canada Day pins that were just like left over that my mom had gotten. Um, Still, that's like a moment of like that. Those are the moments you remember when you like have something special with a stranger, you know, like a meaningful interaction. Well, yeah, it was crazy how even though I couldn't speak to them or like some of them I could because like French, whatever. Uh, but I know some of them weren't English and some of them weren't French. Uh, but you could still connect with a person on like a fundamental level without words. Yeah. And they would be, I'm pretty sure it was like right on the border. So it was probably a little bit of Dutch, uh, which is why I didn't fully understand it. Um, and then like people would say thank you and I'd be like, what would I say? I can't remember. Something very Canadian. I I remember uh, Lasuf was telling me because um, you guys were at the Beaumont Hamill celebration. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, the memorial and um, somebody was giving a speech. I think it was actually it might have been some of the British royals were there. I don't remember. I wasn't uh, paying attention. Lasuf <laughs> cried her way to the front of the crowd. Yeah, because she got emotional. Because obviously Canada was involved. So, it was, you know, it's like a pretty moving thing. And like she, these people next to her, these these French uh, people were like, oh no, sweetheart, like what's wrong? And she could talk to them, right? Because uh -huh. she's Canadian. And they like pushed her through the crowd to the front. They were like, oh my gosh, it's a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> this was a big battle for them. Um, and so she she managed to get to the front. And she was like, what's going on? Well, yeah, I remember that because she got separated from me. And we yeah, we usually stick within our group, but me and LaSoup were tied at the hip just because we're, like, besties. And I was really worried about her because I was like, oh, shit, I lost sight of her. I wonder where she went. And then I found out later that she, like, literally cried. And when we say cried her way to the front, we literally mean some, like, she would be sniffling and someone would look back at her and then she would explain, like, oh, I'm just, like really emotional right now and they'd go stand in front of me <laughs> yeah basically and then that would it happen like, like six times <laughs> wasn't like she did it on purpose it was just the crowd there was very sweet i guess i um, think it was because it's such a like serious thing it was very emotionally yeah. charged and lasoup like has a lot of respect for that kind of stuff like she yeah. she was feeling the feels and i think she it's just and, and she's kind of tidy like Compared yeah. to the average height, they probably just wanted her to be more involved and actually be able to see. Because yeah. we were in the back. Cause my butt... Small blonde girl crying. Yeah. Um, it's the size of small child. And like... She's taller than me. I shouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but... There's a couple of times where I've gotten overwhelmed by emotion. Because, I mean, all of our trips were educational, but they were all, like, quite hard. Like, the time we went to Amsterdam, it was all about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. We walked, like, Auschwitz-Birkenau. How could you not get emotional about that? Uh, well, yeah. I know a couple of people were, like, just dicking around because they were here for a trip and not for the actual thing. But there's a whole exhibit in uh, Auschwitz where they have all of the belongings that they took from the people from the trains. And they had, like... Piles of shoes, piles of, like, human hair, piles of suitcases, just, like, on display. And the t the connection that you make, like, each one of these belongings represents a person. It's yeah. so, it's just instant dread. It, I can't describe the feeling, but I think it's super important to experience it, like, something like that once in a while, because it humbles you as, as a human. 
Yeah. And it makes that horrible historic event real, you know? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, it didn't happen to us. We didn't experience no. it. Although I had, like, relatives in the wars, like, I don't understand what they went through. This kind of no. puts it into perspective and puts it into the world. And I'm like, especially because I, like, read a lot of fiction. So sometimes it can be hard to separate those two. But it yeah. gives you a huge, like, reality check. And I think it's very good to have that every once in a while. Especially as, like, kids coming from a very sheltered community. Yes, that I will say, going on these school trips uh, did, like, so much for me, like, developmentally. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know? Because we were youths from a very isolated northern community and we got to experience the world and and you know get a taste for what the world is really like outside of uh but fuck nowhere yeah <laughs> um and so that was great i will um my favorite trip i think that i ever went on was the trip i went to when i went to england um because i went uh in university i was a little more grown more confident in myself um more freedom it wasn't a school trip uh but we had so much fun just like fucking dicking dicking around in fields and shit because here's the thing we went with um i studied uh old english in university i took like two years of it um and so old english it's not like thee and thou that's that's like middle english shit we're talking the original precursor to english you know um, like Beowulf. Beowulf, yeah. If any of you uh, out there have studied Beowulf. Um, so what we did is we went on a trip uh, and we would go to the places where the poems were about and like translate them at That's those so places, cool. <laughs> which was just so fucking cool for like little English nerd me, right? Like and the best part about that was our bus driver. He was iconic. He went everywhere with us because usually when you go on a trip, the bus driver stays on the bus and hangs out with all the other bus drivers in the parking lot. James was coming with us. <laughs> we took him everywhere. So like when we first met him, he was wearing his little uniform, his little vest and his little tie. And by day three, we had him in adventure shorts and sunglasses. He like, came out of the depot uh, and his boss was like, whoa, 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 where are you going looking like that? And he was like, we're going for a hike in Sherwood Forest. Oh my God, I love him. <laughs> we took him everywhere. I spent the day with him in a, um, like an Anglo-Saxon recreative village. Um, and so he told me about all the uh, English plants, right? Cause they had some displays and then there was a wolf pelt there and he was like, what? is that and I was like that's a wolf and he's like are you sure and I'm like you're gonna ask me I'm sure <laughs> James you know where I'm from <laughs> that is a wolf <laughs> um he was the best and he went on lots of adventures with us um and we were very sad to see him go do you remember uh, that bought... okay keep going no I was gonna say we we bought him presents <laughs> oh, <that's so> <laughs> for, for when he left us uh lots of well we brought maple syrup obviously from home but uh, there was also like inside, we had inside jokes with him. <laughs> and so we gave him gifts related to the inside jokes. So 
Um, I've had some pretty good experiences with tour guides and everything. They're really sweet. I had a birthday on one of these trips and they, uh, they all got me a card. It was really nice. But, um, do you remember in Italy, we were on, I don't know, we were on some, like, freeway or something, and all of a sudden you hear, like, the bus driver blasting his horn, he's swearing off his head in Italian, <laughs> and then flips someone off. Do you remember that? What? I was probably asleep. It was wild, because we, we, like... We're giggling in the back. We were like, did you see that? Did that just happen? And like the other person flipped them off back and we were like, oh my god, that's road rage. It's wild. That's so good. We called, we had a nickname for our bus in England. We called it Truthful Troll. <laughs> we were like, everybody all aboard Truthful Troll. Wait, why is it that? Is there like some sort of significance to that? Uh, or is it just funny? I think it's a fake old English name from a like a like an anglo-saxon comedy book. <laughs> an anglo-saxon comedy book like, wow no, or maybe it's just an english history comedy book it's like making fun of english history mm -hmm. like medieval english history i don't remember exactly but that's why we called it truthful thrall it's funny shit was good i man that trip was awesome I think, yeah, it's, okay, I feel really humbled that I can even do stuff like this. Like, it takes a oh, lot of money, yeah. effort, whatever. I used to raise, uh, I, I, to be able to go on these trips, I used to clean recycling. And I did, like, a beer tent one time, and then yeah. I hate beer because dumbest Ugh. shit ever. So they would sell beer in solo cups, but the solo cups they bought weren't big enough to hold a can of beer. So there'd yep. be, like, maybe a sip of beer left in every can. And I was tasked with dumping these out, and often they would leave them on the, like, beer tent um, counter for way too long and then give them to me. So I was pouring out warm beer, and this was before I, like, was the of age to drink, and it was just, like, a really disgusting smell. Um, so it's like, that's during the- it was that during the summer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the flies. Yeah, it just- it wasn't a, a pleasant thing, so- I basically don't like beer probably because of that, but, um... Well, also because it tastes like stale bread piss. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't taste good either. Um, but yeah, I think having these opportunities have been very helpful. I think I would have been a lot less understanding of other people if I hadn't gone on these trips. Like, I think... Because, totally. what, I've been to eight countries now, which is... Mm pretty good uh all of them european i've never been to the states before don't shoot me <laughs> um even though it's like a small part of the world it kind of piqued my interest in seeing what other people's lives were like so i wasn't yeah. so focused on like our little town and i could actually like experience other religions and other cultures and actually yeah. be able to understand how to interact with people without like offending them but yeah that's i Big agree. Big agree on that. Very useful we skills. Did, we did lots of bake sales. Uh, yeah. For our England trip. I remember specifically. And even that was a good experience. Because like. Uh, one of them. Uh, this was really cool actually. So. The local Indigo. So Indigo is a bookstore. It's chapters mm -hmm. for all you Americans. But. um uh they do this thing sometimes where if you're fundraising for something uh like 
you can get people to go to the cash and be like, hey, I want to donate for this trip. And it's not money out of their pocket. It's money from those sales for that day. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So, um, but we had to be there on that day to tell people and be like, hey, we're fundraising for this trip. Um, Like if you want to tell them at the cash that you'd be okay with them donating, that would be a big help. Like it's not your money. It's Indigo's money. They just need you to tell them that you'd be down. Uh, I learned a lot that day um, because I was like, how do I approach strangers in a (laughs) store and ask them for money? (laughs) Um, Even though it wasn't really their money. So that was a big learning experience. Oh yeah, walking up to people and talking to them is not something I would ever have done outside of like trips. Because at trips, especially uh, in like shops and stuff, you want to be personable. And if you, huge tip, I don't remember who said it, but if you try to speak their language and also somehow notify that you're Canadian, they love you. They will give you discounts. They will like give you tasters and everything. It's a huge benefit. People from America sometimes pretend they're from Canada to receive these benefits while traveling. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like... Everybody loves Canadians. When I would walk in a store, I would go like, Guten Morgen or something. And I never do that here. I'm like, head down. Like, don't look at me. Don't perceive me. And then I would have like conversations in rudimentary like German or like in my slightly bad French. <laughs> Uh, my French has deteriorated so much, and I'm so sad about it. Same. Maybe we should have a French episode soon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It'll get, like, two we views. Could. You butcher it. Yeah. Um, that could be fun. No, but, like, it was really cool to be able to... Because we went... My first trip was Italy, and I had a lot a hard time with the language. Like, Italian is very different from French. I could get some of the words, but, it, like, I was lost. In yeah. France... However, I was very good at navigating um, because we spoke the language and it was so useful to actually understand what was going on and be able to converse with people. I think that was a really good experience for me to like actually cement the language that we were doing. It definitely made me yes. more interested in French. Big agree. Because before then it was like my mom would go to a restaurant in Quebec and be like, order for us. And I'd be like, absolutely not. No, I will never. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot like that. Let's talk about obsessions of the week. Well, my obsession of the week is Minecraft. Somebody, oops, uh, an unnamed somebody has gotten me (laughs) re-addicted. I wonder who it could be. Um, My obsession of the week is also still Minecraft, (laughs) but worse this time. Like, I was like, slightly, I was like, oh, I'm having fun playing Minecraft. Now it's like, I can't sleep, eat, or breathe unless I'm block (laughs) bitch i'm having square dreams (laughs) literally sleeping and waking up and being like that's a good idea i should write that down i'm gonna do that in my ravine yeah literally i was out uh i had to like run to uh the store to pick up a few things yesterday and the entire time i was like i wish i was playing minecraft i wish i was playing minecraft with sam (laughs) it's crazy at how like addicting it is because i literally i was like uh, trying to get some homework done. I was like, I'm not going to do anything else besides homework until I pass this assignment in. And every, like, two minutes, I would get, like, a really strong urge to just, like, open the app and play it. The dopamine. It's so good. <laughs> so good. 
And I haven't had that feeling in a long time where you're like super motivated to do something. So I all mm. I want to do is play Minecraft. Like we were literally up until three in the morning playing Minecraft together the other day. I, yeah, I was streaming for ten hours. <laughs> like so long. And then the day before, I streamed seven hours. Like yep. what the heck? Yup. It, it's honestly it's a good thing, but also I'm very worried when I leave in a couple days and don't have access to a computer. Like, what am I gonna do? You're gonna go through square withdrawals, <laughs> my friend. I think because what I'm doing is all like uh, I'm making like a, a place for people to play Dungeons and Dragons. I'll think I'll write the story because right now I've been yeah. building the area, but I don't know the story. So like I, gotta I have say it's looking really good. Thank you. I'm I'm putting a lot of work into it. Um clearly <laughs> but I, it's actually turning out the way i really wanted it to like my vision is actually yeah. working which is very satisfying uh but yeah like i have two dungeons ready now i just have to get the lore and then practice them so i'm sure when i come back i'll get some help from you guys and see how difficult yeah, what we need to set up to actually make this a, a fun playable experience and keep working on this uh or maybe i'll just lose all interest and that'll never get fulfilled <laughs> Who knows? And you know what? Whatever happens, happens. So yeah. long as you're having fun right now. I'll definitely have more time in the new year to play video games and stream. Um, so I think there will be an incentive for me to come back to this. Just because like I could play other games or I could play this Minecraft and get really or... good content for stream. <laughs> Ooh. Um, when I finally do put the story together. Will I still be doing important adult stuff? Like, yes, I'll have a part-time job. But my free time is my own for the first time in forever. I don't know if you've ever felt this with school but like because we have so much homework anytime mm. i try to enjoy myself i'm like i could be studying right now literally it's like after i finish exams i'm like do i have hobbies <laughs> what what do i do for fun do i have things i enjoy yeah my big I like relearn how to be lucy my biggest thing with uh, working in the summer is actually being able to have time for yourself. Because uh, at least in my workplaces, when you leave work, you're done. You don't have to think about it. You yeah. don't have to like prepare for it. You're done. Uh, so you yeah. can actually do things you like. Whereas in school, when you get off of classes, you have assignments to do. You have reports to write. You have like whatever. It's, it's never ending. It's You're doing a full-time job. So now I feel like I can actually relax for once. <laughs> Yes, and I'm so excited. I'm gonna sit on a beach chair, get drunk with Zach's mom, and read some books on my phone. And <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna be sorry about it. We are not fucking sorry. Not at all. Ooh. Sorry one fucking bit. Not one bit, baby. Alright, <laughs> thank you for listening to We're So Fucking Sorry. Oh, I'll say it in a second. You can find us both on Twitch at twitch.tv slash sam. And at twitch.tv slash I'm sorry, Lucille. You can also follow us on Twitter at FKN underscore sorry. Um, I don't know if there actually will be a gap in our recording, but this will be the last recording we'll do until the new year. So if we yes. are taking a week off, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your holidays. Ooh. If not, maybe see us next week and then, uh, yep. <laughs> I don't yep. know where I was going with that. Also... My ending advice this week is uh, do that thing. You know which one. Or else. Or didn't I use that one already? I feel like I've used that one already. I remember um, the or else thing. You know what? Do it. 
uh, do it even more now. Yeah. Or even more else. If you haven't done the thing, and I've oh, warned you twice, Ooh, you're, you're gonna get trouble. grounded, son. No Xbox for a week. 